You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Unto the Lord, for he is when Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. All of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. Go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. Challenge to change, where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth from relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you in advance for everything that you purpose to do today. We thank you for your anointing upon this teaching and that the lives will be changed, minds will be renewed, and they'll walk out of darkness into your marvelous light. And walking out of darkness means that we don't have to be mistreated continuously. And I just thank you in advance for everything. And I bind distractions that will try to come up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So guys, you remember I did the little mini quiz and that was, if loving you is, is hurting me, dot, 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 dot. And you guys filled it out. And a lot of you remembered what it said. I have to change because if we're waiting on someone else to change, what happens if they decide not to? The longer I'm waiting and not having boundaries set up, the more I'm hurting unnecessarily. That's something to keep in mind. How long, you know, it, just write this down. How long do I want to hurt? How long do I want to hurt? How long do I want to be mistreated? How long do I want to be disrespected? Because love does what's best for the other. Write those two things down. Love does what's best for the other person. And and sometimes what's best is the truth. Telling a person the truth, not just going by, you know, not just being afraid that you're going to hurt their feelings and so forth. But that's what love does. It, it, It tells, it reveals, it's honest, it's open. 
And just tell people in advance, you know, this is a technique that I use a lot. I know you you will probably be upset by what I share. I know you might not speak to me for a couple of days, but we'll both get over it. <laughs> but I just need to let you know that that was unnecessary or that was disrespectful. Or is there another way that that could have been done? Okay. So I want to start off by giving you a biblical boundary. And guys, we have heard people use this scripture over and over again. But sometimes what we just need to do is if you read in the Old Testament, then you need to have a Greek concordance or you can do it on online and look up a certain word and see what it says in the Greek, the translation, because sometimes the English translation is not accurate based off when it was written and what language it was written in. And the New Testament is written in, in Greek, Old Testament written in Hebrew, New Testament written in Greek. And so I'm going to read the scripture and I'm going to go to it, through it the first time and then give you a breakthrough of what it means. So uh, this is Galatians chapter six, verse two through five in the New King James Version. And it says, bear, like B-E-A-R, one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So let me give you the Greek translation of that word bear, B-E-A-R is bear meaning too heavy. Or the second translation of that is to help support. So when we read that scripture says bear, help to support one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So as we talk about boundaries, I want us to look at the fact that I'm not supposed to be doing your job for you. I'm supposed to help you do your job or your responsibility. If I'm doing more than you're doing about your responsibility, then I am basically entering into codependent behavior. Period. Can't say it another way. If I'm working more than you are and you're not even applying for, then that there's something wrong with that picture. If I am, what, what, give me another example of where um, you have some children that their mom do more for them than the child does for themselves. The mom is not supposed to do the child's homework because the child is the one that's in the second grade or the 12th grade or the 11th grade. The mom is not supposed to be doing that homework because it's not mom's responsibility. Now, I'm supposed to bear, okay, based off support you. And what that means is, if the child has a question about, well, well, mom, what do you think about this as I'm writing this paper? Or, or dad, what do you think about this? I'm doing such and such. But for you, they sleep. No, they wouldn't be sleep. They'll be playing the video games and you're doing the work. That's not accurate. Let me keep going with, with the scripture, still in Galatians chapter six, verse three through five. Now, for if anyone thinks he is something special, when in fact he is nothing special except in his own eyes, he deceives himself. So what we are, we are in Christ. When we go to thinking that we don't need him, don't have to have him, that we have everything we have because of what we are, not because of who he is. That is a big difference. That is you, us, deceiving ourselves. When we think whatever we have, we got it on our own. And the scripture goes on to say, this is our responsibility. This is how we live life with correct boundaries. But each one of us must carefully scrutinize his own work, examining his actions, his attitudes, and his behaviors. 
Who is supposed to be scrutinizing our work? We are. So if you make the adjustments, if you have the boundaries set, if you know you're supposed to be at work at a certain time, if you're supposed to be doing a certain project, then you are to scrutinize that. So when someone else comes to look at it, if at all, they might have slight adjustments. But you did what was necessary and above reproach. Then it goes on to say, and then he can, and then he can have the personal satisfaction. See, we, when we're looking for other people to be pleased with what we do, that's another area of codependency where we're looking at them to get the approval that we need instead of us scrutinizing our own work, our own behavior, so that whatever they say is just an addition to what we already know. Okay, And, and then he can have personal satisfaction and listen to this word, inner joy of doing something commendable without comparing himself to another. There's another scripture, I think it's in Romans, where it says, to compare yourself to others is not wise. When we have a personal boundary, that boundary is set, that I'm going to scrutinize my own stuff to make sure that I do more than what is being asked. Okay? But I'm not to compare myself to another. But guys, listen to this verse in verse 5. Now, we're still dealing with Galatians chapter 6. And it says, for every person, who is that? (laughs) Nobody's left out. For every person will have to bear with patience his own burden of faults, shortcomings, for which he alone is responsible. See, that confirms that in the beginning of that verse, in, in verse 3, where it says, bear, that's help someone with one another's burdens. And then it comes back in verse 5 under the same chapter, and it says, to every person, or every person, will have to bear with patience his own burden of faults and shortcomings, mistakes, and, and decisions that were did not go well, which he alone is responsible. So the key component there, guys, with boundaries is I'm responsible to help, but I'm not supposed to be doing what belongs to you. I can help you do, but I'm not supposed to do it in place of you. Oh, share, share what, what, what's going on? Listen. Okay, just let me know, guys. So I'm still talking about boundaries. And I, I said last week, our foundations of healthy relationships with ourselves and others. Because, guys, the bottom line is this. We teach people how to treat us. You can't get away from it. If you go into a restaurant and every time you go in there, you're the last one being served, but you were the first one there. Every time you go in there, your food is cold. They recognize you because they say, hello, such and such. Hello, Mr. Paul, or hello, Miss Curly. But it's not going well, and it hadn't gone well. And I, I share it at church. I, I normally give people three times. First time, maybe the animal is sick. Second time, maybe they didn't get paid when they thought they were. And the third time, it's a habit. They are making the decision to do things that way. So why be a part of something that's not working when it's a habit? That has been made. So we teach people how to treat us. And these are three things that I want you to write down. Number one, when we're talking about boundaries, some have no sense of boundaries, meaning you can say anything you want to say. You can do anything you want to do. You can be as late as you want to be. You don't have to have show any respect whatsoever because there's no sense of boundaries with some people, but you're teaching people how to treat you. 
You're not getting disrespected unless you are showing the characteristics of. Now, some people will try. Some people will try. But then once that boundary is set and you say, no, I understand you might be frustrated. I understand you might be disappointed. But you will not be talking to me this way. Okay? Maybe I'll say something about Putin. Putin made a decision to come against Ukraine. But that wasn't the only country he was after. He was testing to see if I get away with this and will anyone stop me? And once he saw that that's not the case, then he has his eyes on other things. Okay? So we teach people how to treat us. Number two, the first one was some people have no sense of boundaries. Number two, others have boundaries with holes in them. <laughs> so if you got water, you're carrying water, and water is being put in a can or, or, or container or a bucket, and it starts to leak out, that's because the bucket has holes in it. So that means that your boundaries are not consistent enough. So sometimes you get disrespected and sometimes you get honored. But if you have boundaries set, you can stay very consistent with how you're being treated because you will say something, okay? And I'm not talking about being nasty. It's just a, a, a lifestyle of respect and honor, okay? The last one is others build walls instead of boundaries. This is a really dangerous place because, see, the thing about boundaries is it has healthy relationships and it's established the relationships because you are teaching people how to treat you. The thing about the wall is you've been hurt so many times that you think the only way that you can be honored is to have a wall up. This is what I said, sharing counseling. You see my hand right here, okay? The thing about a wall is you can't get out and no one else can get in. So you grow by interacting and having relationships with other people. When you set a wall up, you can't grow because you are not allowing other people to come in. And they can't be partakers of the good things that you have manifest, the good ideas and, and, and the good times together and so forth and so on. So walls are just a dangerous place to be because nothing happens behind that because you are behind the wall. And being honest with you, you might not be ready for it, but I'm going to share it anyway. You can't grow by yourself. You, God created us to interact with people that, that might say something or do something or cause us to grow Challenging, challenge us to say, hey, you know, you, you're better than this. That's what the Holy Spirit does. You're better than this. He doesn't convict. I mean, he convicts, but not condemns. So it's the same thing. I, the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. So, but when you're behind the wall, there's no growing going on in that way. Now, you think you're growing, but who? I'm, I'm going to leave that alone, Shea. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to just keep going. Okay, you guys got that? Anybody got any questions on it? Okay, you want to make sure that you don't create walls. Because it's just not a good place. Prison, they put people in solitary confinement to punish them. So if walls were good, why would they keep a person by themselves? So when you're dealing with just you, sometimes it, it, it's a challenge. But others can come along based on the fact that you don't have walls, but you have boundaries. Okay. Now, there are six types of boundaries. Number one is emotional boundaries. And I'm not going to go over each, what each one means. I'm going to go over them in the teaching. Number two is physical boundaries. That's where people can't touch you in any kind of way. There's a distance. And especially with COVID, you make sure that there's distance. What was it? Six feet. 
there's sexual boundaries where you can say, now there, there are certain people that have different ideas. A man can't tell a woman what's good for her sexually and vice versa. Because if you the man, you have certain things. If she's the woman, she has certain things. We start talking about a vagina and breast. For a man, we're talking about a penis. So a man can only tell the person he's sleeping with, with I believe is his wife, <laughs> what works. Honey, I like it when you touch me here. And she can say, honey, I like it when you touch me here. Or they can actually t- take your hand and put, put your hand on the place they need you to be in. Now, it's unusual that I say I'm not going to go into detail, but when it got to sex, I started talking more about it, okay? <laughs> now, anyway, I'm, I'm just being real. Can I be real? Okay, intellectual. What is it like? What are you sharing intellectually with people? Will they take those ideas and run with them and try to act as if it was their idea? That has happened to me in ministry, where someone will take something and act like they came up with it. They came up with the, 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 the sermon and so forth. But we're going to talk about that. Then time. There's time for your boundaries. You know, you can't be everywhere at all times. You can't, you don't have the ability to go to everything. And so what is your time limit? Do you need to step back at certain times? Do you need to sleep longer? And then material. Can anybody borrow your stuff and bring it back broke? <laughs> if you bring it back, guy. Um, when Curly and I first moved into our, our first house, we had a next door neighbor that had a long ladder that you could get up in the gutters with. And so I bought this ladder, nice ladder, uh, a fiberglass that light, that's lightweight, got up there and was working on that. And then somehow um, it gave way. And so I tumbled, but I land safely. But I can't bring him back a ladder that's twisted. I, I walked over to him and I say, look, you know, your ladder's twisted, so I'd like to buy, uh, buy you another one similar to this one right here. And, and you know how people are, no, no, that's okay. And I say, no, I broke it, so I need to replace it. Do you have the time to go now? Because what I wanted to do, I wanted to make sure that that wasn't going to be brought up tomorrow morning. I wanted to take care. And amazing, he had the time to go. He had the time to go with. And he was just grinning at this ladder because he was going to get a new ladder. So we're going to talk about material boundaries. There are certain things you don't let somebody bar, okay? All right, so I'm at emotional boundaries. This is where I left off last last Thursday. What are you comfortable sharing as we talk about emotional boundaries? Because, see, you can't bring up to me something that I haven't brought up to you. You understand what I'm saying? So whatever you share, a person has the ability to bring it up. So if you share with somebody, hey, man, uh, 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 you know, I'm on a uh, healthy eating program and my goal is to lose a certain amount of, of, you know, to get healthy by losing 20 pounds of fat. So don't be surprised when the person sees you the next time and say, well, how's that uh, uh, health, healthy eating plan going? Because you allow that boundary not to be there because you brought it up. So that's what I'm talking about. Emotional boundaries is what do you feel comfortable sharing? And if you're not comfortable sharing and someone happens to hear something from someone else, then you can interrupt by having a boundary set. No, I'm not comfortable discussing that. Or you can just change the subject. And if they come back to it, then you can go further with that. Deciding when to share. 
If you see somebody look like they got 1,200 pounds on them by what they encountered today, now might not be the time to share something that's about you or something about them. Taking time for yourself. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. There's times where you just need to do something by yourself. You don't have to justify it. All you do is, hey, look, I'm going such and such a place. I always like my wife and I, we have the habit of sharing with each other where we're going. So that's respect. And I know a lot of people don't like hearing that, but that's respect when you, you, you're going somewhere and you're sharing where you're going. I'll be gone for a while, but I'm going. I'm going cycling today. So she knows where I'm going. So I'm going to Verona, and it's, 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 it's a pretty secluded place. She might be going to do some other stuff, going shopping. Her shell and, uh, uh, well, anyway, let me, let me get out of that. Let me get out of that. Because there's a healthy boundary set. Okay. <laughs> oh, she, she, she said to board it up. Uh, so so they like going to, what, what, what's that home good place? The, the name of home good. They, they got some awesome stuff there, guys. Okay. So anyway, another emotional. Somebody raise a hand. Okay. What we got? Yeah. I have a question. Corey would like to know, how do you handle it when someone shares something with you, but gets upset when they bring it to them or it or get offended. Okay. So let me see how I want to put this. When the incident is more intense than the statement, then it's steeped in a person's past. So what I'm saying is, if you're bringing an incident up about something that's going on, but that anger or the intensity of, of their reaction is not proportionate to what you're saying, then it's steeped in the past. And so from there, a, a, a nice question to ask is, and I'm just saying, if it's, it's a, a dating relationship or a marriage relationship, honey, is, is there something going on that you want to talk about? I'm asking a question about something that I need information about. But it seems as if maybe I asked at the wrong time. Now notice, I'm not pointing the finger at the person. But it seems like maybe I, I picked the wrong time. But is there something that you want to discuss? But I'm just I'm just guaranteeing. I'm saying 99.9% of the time, if the anger is overrated or is more intense than the question that's being asked, it's steeped in the past. But that doesn't mean you stop asking. It just means you pick different types of wording, different use different type of examples, use we instead of you. And because if you're in a relationship with someone that you have to interact with, those things need to be discussed in order for the relationship to move forward. Okay? Good question. Um, what are you comfortable sharing? I went over that, deciding when to share. That, that's something similar to what I just, you know, a person coming in from work, you don't want to talk about nothing deep. You just want to chill out for a while and get grab you some cooking. But anyway, taking time to yourself. So it's important to take time to yourself. And some people who they realize that they're not ready to, to come straight home, then what ends up happening is take a longer route to get home instead of coming straight home, okay? Because some people just need to unwind depending on what their day was like. Deciding your capacity for listening and supporting others. Guys, I'm telling you, that's a big one. That is a big one. You got to decide. Am I, is my capacity overloaded so I can't listen to another challenge, another problem, another situation? I need to take time for myself and regroup or relax. Because there are certain people, 
I'm not calling no names, but you know people. You might not know the same people. And then again, sometimes we may. But where they will keep continue. I mean, it's like if you say, I need to go home, I need to go to bed, and they'll just keep talking. And your, your eyes are starting to, to roll up in your head because you are exhausted. You had a challenging day. But that's what emotional boundaries are. Uh, you need to say what you're feeling. So we'll, we'll continue this discussion next week or tomorrow. Uh, right now I'm tired and I just, just want to go get some rest. And sometimes you can just say, well, okay, uh, I, I just got to leave right now. We'll talk again tomorrow or whatever day you decide. Okay. So let me give you some examples of emotional boundaries of things that you are responsible to see to it that they take place for you. Okay. Standing up for yourself. It's one thing to turn another cheek. And then it says, turn the other cheek. But by the third smack, there's something that needs to be done. So you need to stand up for yourself. Uh, I saw this, this lady, two ladies, you know, when, when you go shopping, two ladies was in the uh, the mall. Well, was at one of the, those stores again. What was the name of the home? Home Goods. Home Goods. <laughs> home Goods. That's what it was. Curly and I, we was in line. And so before we got into line, this lady had a cart and this other lady was resting against the cart, but the lady that had the cart, she turned around to the other person and she says, I want you to know you're free to rest on that, but that's my cart that I'm waiting on something to be put on it. So the lady just stepped back and just no longer rested on the cart. <laughs> but that was an example of her standing up for herself. She wants to, because y'all know people will take your cart, right? And some other things. So when you're being disrespected, certain things you can overlook, but then when certain things get to a place where it's just not right, I deserve better, and you can determine that, then standing up for yourself. And, and you don't have to get nasty. You don't have to scream. You don't have to yell. You just look, just want to share with you, and then you go from there. I need understanding of. That's one of the things I love to use. I need understanding of. That way I'm not saying I'm coming straight at you. But I need understanding because once I hear your hear your example, then we're going to a different place. Okay, right, what, what time I got? Shay? I got five more minutes, right? Ooh, yes, you're gonna cross. A healthy boundary for emotional is expecting respect. If I'm treating you with respect, then I am expecting to be respected, reciprocated back what I'm treating you with. Okay, so it's okay to be. You know, a person uh, texted me the, the other day and they said, well, um, can I use Mr. instead of pastor? And I said, yeah. And and then they went on to ask and I said, well, what's bothering you about you, you calling me that? And I said, well, if you have a pastor, then don't call me Pastor Paul or Pastor Morgan. You call me Reverend. If you are showing respect, then that's what you would do. So I'm expecting respect. If you're asking me that type of question, then there's something about the word pastor that was bothering you. And it was. OK. All right. So you determine your emotions. Write this down. No one can tell you how to feel. But whose feelings are they? Y'all put that in the chat section. It's your feelings. Now, another person can feel like, um, man, this has been going on long enough. They've been crying for five days. Well, that's them crying for five days. 
Determine your emotions. And if you're going through a grieving process, there's six steps to grief. The thing about the six steps are six phases or, or six stages of. You determine how long you grieve. And a person can be concerned. They can express their concern. But you are the person that are feeling the feelings and you can determine how you want to use them. Okay, so based off determining your emotions, you also get determined you have the right to change your mind. If you decide you don't want to go to dinner, make sure you call the person and, and let them know, look, uh, I decided tonight is not a good night. But remember, don't add words to it. Just say I changed my mind. I, I prefer not to eat at that place. Um, so you have the right to change your mind. I, 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 I try not to use words. I am angry because whenever we say I am, that makes it manifest in the personality of the person. I feel angry. I feel disappointed. That's an emotion that I'm acknowledging, but I am angry or I am mad. Puts it on. It's just like you using the I am statements for your faith or your belief. I'm a believer. That's your personality type. When you say I am angry, you are taking on the anger as a personality. So it might seem small, but it is much bigger than we think. You, by determining your emotions, by who determining your emotions? You. Yeah. By you determining your emotions, you get to navigate between unhealthy anger and resentment. What I mean by that, you don't have to stay there and take that. If someone is have anger straight towards you, you don't have to stay there and take that. You can say, well, it's obvious that we need to continue this discussion at another time. I don't have to stay there and take your insults. I don't have to be a part of that. So I can excuse myself and get into the practice of that. Those who have a challenge where people seem to just say ugly things to you, there's something People know you by the spirit, spirit to spirit. And I'm not just talking about Holy Spirit. I'm talking about you are a spirit, you have flesh, and you live in a physical body. So we know people, you can meet somebody that you don't even know, and you can have something inside of you that's bouncing off them and say, well, you know, yeah, I don't particularly care for that person. You just read something in their spirit, and they are reading something in your spirit. And one of the ways I found this out was, when, if you're watching by TV or you're watching on the internet, what happens is when you see me taking people through a process at, at, at church and I say, close your eyes. And then I say, once the Holy Spirit shares something with you, lift up your hand. Now their eyes are closed and I'll just point to them and I say, I see you. You'll hear me say, I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. When I'm pointing towards a person, now their eyes are not open but they instantly put their hand down because they are reading, hearing me spirit to spirit. So the same thing is going on. If you are gravitating or drawing a lot of people who deal with anger and resentment issues, and that's all they talk about, it's time for you to set a new boundary. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this time. I thank you that I shared what you told me to, and I thank you that I did my part. And it's up to others to do their part by receiving your word, acting on your word, thanking through your word, thinking about your word and spending time with you. 
and our lives will be forever changed one decision at a time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at 866-333-9505. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.